The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of puck talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. On Roberto Luongo night in Vancouver, we were reminded of the best times in Canucks history. Well, guess what? The best times in Canucks history maybe haven't even happened yet. Could this be one of the best Canucks seasons ever? We're going to tell you next here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, co-host here of Locked On Canucks and also a part-time credential media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. Before we dive into the show, we got to thank you for tuning into Locked On Canucks. It is your team every day if you haven't done so already and if you like what we're doing make sure you go subscribe or follow for free on youtube or wherever you listen to podcasts i also got a shout out game time okay make sure you download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off your first purchase coming up on today's episode of locked on canucks we got to talk about the canucks now they've won four games in a row they are on pace to have one of the best seasons of all time. Is this going to end up being the, possibly the best season ever in Canuck history? Well, that's the kind of hype we're bringing here on a Friday here on Locked On Canucks. Later in the show, going to get into the Canucks versus some of the other PDO champions we've seen in recent NHL history and how the Canucks compare and don't compare uh, to those teams who had a very high shooting percentage and save percentage combined. Finally, going to get into a bit of a weekend preview. Two matinee games this weekend against the Minnesota Wild and the Chicago Blackhawks. And let me introduce my co-host before we get to all that, because I don't know if this guy's going to be up for the 11 a.m. game against the Minnesota Wild. It's this party night at the Bowen residence. Hey. Uh, that's my co-host over there, Kyle Bowen. How you doing, brother? Beer punk tournament tonight. Ditched my girlfriend. She's not my partner. Had to go with somebody. Somebody who's more experienced, man. Somebody who's more lighter of skin tone, okay? It is what it is. The man who I chose is the person who <laughs> taught me everything I knew about drinking and drinking games. And I went with the champion over the girlfriend, over love. And it is what it is. You can't blame me because all I've been thinking about recently is just that. And that's championships. Okay? For real. And it doesn't involve my Green Bay Packers. It involves your Vancouver Canucks. I do think there's a 44% chance that this version of the Vancouver Canucks will win the Stanley Cup. I really do. I really do. Look, nostalgia week, okay, for sure. What are the chances that I'm saying this post-Luongo tribute night? All in all, though, the Canucks have proven to be resilient. Now they're on another good stretch of games here, four straight wins. And as stated many times before, and I'll say for the 57th time on this program, the Canucks are the most stacked team in the NHL. They are stacked. They got superstars everywhere. Trevor will get to it in about 15 minutes about the whole PDO stuff and who else has proven this model slash done it this way where you're getting outshot, but you're scoring a lot of goals, the shooting percentage on your side, blah, blah, blah. I guarantee your Canucks are going to be one of those teams. Begsy, take it away, okay? The Canucks making history this season. Oh, man. I, I mean, how can I end the hype chain right there? Um, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit. Okay, I know do it's it, a Friday. It, we got to stay positive. Look, this could be one of the best seasons in Canucks history. But, you know... Again, if we want to just bring up that 2010-2011 team for a second, they had 117 points now. This Canucks team is on pace for 112 points. That would be the second best season 
ever in Canucks history. Uh, the Canucks did have 111 points when they won the President's Trophy in 2012. So 112 points is nothing to sneeze at, sneeze at, especially when many figured this team would be around 90 points, 95 points maybe, if you mm-hmm. thought they were a playoff team. I think if you looked at most prognostications on betting platforms heading into the season, the Canucks were around 92 points and outside of the playoffs, right? So the fact that we're talking about them as one of the best teams in the league, pushing 110 points and not just being a bubble playoff team is a massive, massive step. Now, that being said, is this going to be one of the best Canucks seasons ever? I want to believe that's the case. That's what, that's what my heart's telling me. Uh, but what my head's telling me is that uh, you know, the team does probably need a bit of work. And I, I do worry about the, the shooting percentage, the save percentage. <laughs> it is pretty high on both, on both sides. We'll get to that later on. But at the end of the day, this team... Uh, has some elite talent, and I think one thing to remember about kind of the shot Not some elite talent. They have the most. Crap. They have the most, man. They have the most. They have the most when Tampa, yeah. like when Tampa isn't firing on all cylinders. I think Vancouver has the most individual talent on their team, and we've kind of been putting that up on this pedestal for years. But Tockett and company, Alvin Rutherford, the professionalism has kind of been the glue slash the key that this core is missing. And they're all coming together, man, for real. Yeah. And I think what we're seeing too, is the Canucks even last night against Florida was a great example. Like they get out shot uh, in the first, I think they're out. Uh, they're obviously outshot. you know, what it was a 36 to whatever it was. Uh, but you never really felt like Florida pressured all that much. I know Matthew Kachuk missed a wide open net there in the second period. Uh, I know Florida had some chances, especially on the power play. Uh, but overall, like, it's, look at that third period, right? The Panthers had, I can't even remember now, it was like an almost you know 12 to 15 shots, something mm. like that. And you never really felt once like they were pressing. I think the shots were actually 14 to 1. Uh, you never really felt like they were going to score, though. Um, a lot of the shots are coming from the outside, and credits the Canucks for limiting those high-danger chances. They have been about middle of the pack all season long in terms of limiting high-danger chances at even strength. So I do think this d- defense and the structure probably deserves more credit than what the numbers are giving them credit for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause right now the numbers are saying, look, the Canucks are Getting kind lucky. of a, a middle of the road team, which certainly doesn't feel like it based on us watching them, based on our emotions and based on the standings as well. Yeah. And bro, like uh, we've been on the Vancouver Canucks for the past couple of weeks. Well, I have when it comes to them not being able to amount a lot of shots on goal. And I guarantee the Canucks are still in the bottom five on shots on goal for the whole season. I guarantee that I put $10 on that right now. Straight up. It's, in my opinion, a problem. But at the same time, I'm also convinced that this version of the Vancouver Canucks may indeed be a cup favorite because I feel as if there's a lot of room for them to grow this season. Yeah, sure, for years to come. But I think there is the possibility that there's another level slash gear to their offensive game. And that's just going to come with time when things kind of sort themselves out and I don't think we've seen one game this season. Well, well, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I don't think we've seen more than three games this season where Pedersen's line is going, Philip Ronick and Quinn Hughes are going, and then Besser and Miller are going. I don't think we've seen all those three things happen five on five yet, and I think there's a chance for that later in the season to kind of like form and be a part of this attack for the Vancouver Canucks. And then you throw in Demko, and we've been... We've been preaching, man. We've been preaching. We've been talking about it. Uh, We had somebody comment uh, a couple games ago talking about how this team has been carried by goaltending, blah, blah, blah. Look, there was a stretch of games there for the last 10 or 11 games prior to this four-game winning streak where I just felt as if the goaltending was really average. Well, now Demko seems to be on a bit of a heater. He played 
mad impressive in Tampa Bay. In fact, he played so good that I was surprised more of us weren't talking about it. I was surprised that I didn't see a lot of his highlights on Twitter. Like, he was just unbelievable. And then yesterday, man, oh, man, on Luongo night, magic was in the air. Is Demko the next Luongo? Can can he do something that Luongo's never done? Maybe, maybe. And maybe there's a better chance at him being better in the playoffs than Luongo because, yo, when Demko was playing in the playoffs for that fake playoff round, he was the best athlete on earth. So the yeah. Canucks, there's a recipe there, man, for something special to happen. I'm proud of the resiliency. I really am. Yeah, 100%. And it's, uh, I think that's the thing, right? There's a lot of unproven with this team in the playoffs. And the one time we did see them in the playoffs, they were pretty damn good. Right? Their best players so, were. Their best uh, players were. Yeah. There's, so good. There's, yeah, there's... There's so much that could happen here with the Vancouver Canucks uh, in these playoffs. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. And I hope this is a historic season uh, for your Vancouver Canucks. But, you know, I, I do uh, remain to be convinced. And Kyle, maybe on the other side here, uh, we'll talk about some of the previous PDO champions in regular season NHL history and how they performed when they made it to the playoffs. Because right now, the Canucks are on pace to have the highest PDO ever uh, <laughs> since it's been tracked in NHL history. So <laughs> it is, uh, it's, it's interesting, man. Like I'll even bring up the cup odds quickly before we get to break. Like uh, I'm on the athletic right now and the Canucks, despite again, being a top five team in the NHL standings have the 12th highest cup odds tied for 12th highest cup odds on the athletic tied with the Pittsburgh Penguins who are, don't even have a 50% chance of making the playoffs Whoa. and the New Jersey Devils. If you go over to Money Puck, who is uh, even more analytically inclined than uh, uh, than the Athletic, the Canucks, I don't even know. They're behind a, a barrage of teams. They're almost middle of the pack to win the Cup, which is crazy. Like the, the Islanders, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Minnesota Wild. Uh, all like, Those are three teams that have better odds of winning the Cups than the Canucks. But like, again, the Canucks are middle of the pack there. So yeah. again, Fancy stab boys, not on uh, not on the side of the Canucks, but that makes me want to like just love these Canucks even Dude. more, man. You know, F those fancy stats, man. Let's go. F Elite talent fans. wins out here. F those fancy <laughs> stats, man. One thing the data can't do is input the numbers from the future, okay? And I know we can't do that as well, but as I stated earlier, I'm assuming that this Vancouver Canucks team will actually get better throughout the season. They're not satisfied. And talk is pretty honest with they, the media, you know? It's not like he's saying that this team's playing perfect. They want to get better. Pedersen wants to get better. There's a lot of room for this team to grow. Grow. Anyways, uh, let's get to some comments before Begsy continues and gives us a bit of an ad break before we talk about, again, the past PDO champs in the history of the NHL. Who, who's asking this? Uh, Elkin. Sethos Elkin. Is Susie coming back in January? I don't know, reporter. Trevor Beggs, journalist. Is he coming back in January or February? What's the, what's the math on that? Uh, six to eight weeks uh, when he got hurt. Yeah, right now he'd be on pace to come back in January. It could leak in early February, but um, if all goes well, he'd be back in January. Man, um, oh man. Well, let's hope so, man. Let's hope so. This defense could use him as much as they love Noah Jules right now. And Kyle, you know what else I need is my laptop charger. It got unplugged, man. So I'm going to read this ad. Okay. We're going to intro back, and then you got to hold the floor for 20, 30 seconds. Maybe tell, uh, maybe give me some chirps on your beer pong. Because, uh, by the way, I beat you last time in beer pong, and I feel pretty good about beating you. You beat me and my girlfriend. You beat me and my girlfriend, and that's why I ditched my girlfriend. I'm not not playing with an average player, okay? (laughs) Anyways, let's get to break, and n- nothing average about this show, Locked On Canucks, and nothing average about these guys. Game time. Have you ever been stressed out by buying tickets at the last minute? Because, you know, I'm a big last minute deals guy, and I found that the best place for killer deals at the last minute is game time. 
game time. You know, they got my back. I need to put some tickets in the stocking for Christmas. I haven't even done my Christmas shopping yet. What? And I know game time is going to help me out with it. I know, man. I know. I've been slacking. I've been busy. Full-time job. Full-time dad. Part-time podcaster. Part-time credential media member. A lot going on in Begsy's life, and I have not done the Christmas shopping. And that's where game time comes in, baby. Because they offer the lowest price guarantee on events for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Now I have no choice but to say F you to the malls and get my Christmas pre- shopping done on game time. So make sure you t- take the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. <laughs> Okay, okay, you're back on this episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen, and that right there is Trevor Beggs, who's looking for his laptop charger, uh, one of my good buddies, and also uh, one of my biggest enemies tonight, okay? He is pairing up with my girlfriend in my beer pong tournament at the crib, and uh, I'm not about love, man. I'm about championships right now. And again, who can you blame? You can blame your Vancouver Canucks, a team that I think should be more heavily favored to win the Stanley Cup. Of course, that's the case over here on this side of the world because, hey, here on Locked on Canucks, the only thing we produce is that West Coast bias, and that's for the people, okay? Speaking of the people, Callum, that's how you say it, right? Look at this look at this comment right here, okay? It's PDO and STD. Oh, man. Yes, when it, when it goes against the Canucks, then yes, it's an STD. Man, stay safe, I hope no okay? one gets PDO tonight at your party, buddy. Stay safe, man. Stay safe, okay? The Canucks don't take I'm- many low-quality shots. Yo, the Canucks in general don't take a lot of shots, and... I, I do want to acknowledge that I if they can't fix that, they're not going to win the Stanley Cup. They got to take more shots. They got to produce more offense. It's just the truth. Dude, the, the, they've been, I feel like they've been under 25 shots for a very long time, and they're just content with it. And, like, there's this whole notion about, oh, they just lock it down in the third period. They just lock it down. They're 17-0-0 after they've led after two periods. Yo, yo, a lot of good teams. A lot of good teams, okay? After they're up, up by a couple goals or a goal going into the third period, they're going to lock it down. At the end of the day, the Canucks do need more shots. I don't think that that's going to be the case, though, for the whole season. You know, I think they are going to get better five-on-five, and a lot of that has to do with Pedersen just being consistent and Kuzmenko getting back up there, and we're going to see more games where Miller and his line and Pedersen and his line and Hironik and Hughes are going to be able to dominate for 60 minutes. So this whole PDO thing is going to swing. This This all being said, I'm curious to see who Trevor has on this list of teams that have been quite successful in the playoffs even though they were, I don't want to say ignored, but unfavored because of, again, the PDO. Yeah, so I, I really just pulled this from Jay Fresh's timeline, and I kind of uh, cross-referenced it with natural stat trick, but, you know, really he has um, the top three PDO teams, um, you know, since it's been tracked, um, and this is, you know, go not even just early season, but throughout the whole season. So I'll go number one. It's the 2015-16 New York Rangers now. I think one thing that really stands out to me about this team is they did not have a lot of elite talent. And this is, to me, a big difference between them uh, and the Vancouver Canucks right now. So the New York Rangers in 2015 and 16, obviously Henrik Lundqvist is in net. Uh, he's got this crazy high save percentage, one of the best goalies in the league. Uh, who knows? He might even had some some Vesna votes that, that season. Uh, he, was, he was incredible. But their leading scorer that year was Matt Zuccarello. 
<laughs> you know? Um, yeah, sure enough, uh, Henrik Lundqvist didn't win the, the Vesna, or even not the Vesna. He's going to bring heart votes uh, for his performance. 920 save percentage, just another stud. But again, that team, Matt Zuccarella, Derek Broussard, and Derek Stefan were the leading scorers. Then Keith Yandel, then JT Miller, 22-year-old JT Miller. Um, but again, 61 points is their leading scorer. Uh, it wasn't the team that created a lot of offense, but there's, you're, you go down that up and down that uh, roster, a lot of high shooting percentages. And lo and behold, they got to the playoffs and they lost in the first round 4-1 to the eventual Stanley Cup champion, Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, despite finishing the season Ooh. with 101 points. So I don't like that, man. To me, that was an example of, again, a, a team lacking talent that punched above their weight class. To me, the big difference with the Canucks is they have that talent. Like you can picture the Canucks keeping up um, a sustainable or unsustainably high PDO, unsustainably in quotations, because of the fact that they have at least Pedersen, uh, this version of JT Miller, not the 22 year old 43 point version of JT Miller, mm -hmm. this version of JT Miller. Uh, it's a bit of a different situation with these Vancouver Canucks. Uh, another team on this list was very similar to the New York Rangers. Good goaltending, not a lot of elite offense. And it was the New York Islanders of the 2018 19 season. So, uh, that New York Islanders team um, didn't have Ilya Sorokin at that point, but had Robin Lehner and uh, Thomas Grice, and both of them combined. Like their, their team save percentage would point nine to eight that season, like pretty unbelievable stuff. Um, and during the regular season, Matt Barzell with sixty-two points with their leading score. So to me, very similar situation: a team that lacked talent um, got to the playoffs. They actually managed to win a series. They did beat the, uh, had in front of me, it was the Pittsburgh Penguins, ironically. Swept them in round one, if we, we remember that. That was a bit of a shocker. Uh, but then they got swept by the Carolina Hurricanes in round two. So, um, again, same situation. Canucks, you know, much more talent. And the third one on the list was the 2016-17 Chicago Blackhawks. This one's a bit different, right? Because they had elite talent at the top of their roster with Patrick Kane, with Artemi Panarin. Um, good, you know, Good, but not amazing goaltending from Corey Crawford, but obviously punching above his weight class a bit there. But I think that uh, Chicago Blackhawks team was lacking depth a bit, and they got exposed, right? That was pretty much the end of the Chicago Blackhawks playoff success. They got swept by the Nashville Predators that year. So from these three PDO champs, I would say uh, it's troubling in the sense that none of them really had much playoff success, unless you want to count the Islanders sweeping Pittsburgh Penguins, surprisingly. But overall, I think the Canucks have better depth and I would argue better elite talent. No offense to Patrick Kane and Artemi Panarin, mm -hmm. uh, but I just think the Canucks have better elite talent at the top of their roster and they have better goaltending than the Blackhawks too. So yeah. I don't know, anything pop up to you there? Are you just Dude. feeling more bullish on the Canucks after that? No, I'm not even feeling close to more bullish. You actually made me feel a lot more pessimistic, okay? I thought you were going to pull out some <laughs> stats about, uh, you know, the Colorado Avalanche or even going as far as far back as... Uh, like the Pittsburgh Penguins when they're winning back-to-back Stanley -back Cup champions, like what was their PDO like? Like look at these teams. They were able to do it because they were star-studded even though they weren't generating a lot of shots. They got the job done. All in all, you mentioned it so many times, and it's the truth, and I think Vancouver Canucks fans across the nation just have to I, – I think we're consciously like riding this, but like put it in your subconscious too. Like, yo, this Vancouver Canucks team can produce magic because I don't even know if we've ever seen a Canucks roster this stacked. Like – all their best players who they've drafted, developed, done their thing, like they're actually producing at not only their best level, but amongst their peers in the league, they're at the top of their class. Like it's in all positions. You got two defensemen probably in the top five, top seven, top eight in scoring. who are also playing pretty damn well. You got Demko, top three, top five goaltender. Pedersen and Miller, 
two of the top seven, top six centers in the league right now. And then Brock Besser is tied for second in the league's in goal, league in goals. That's a lot of things going on. A lot of things going on at the top of the class, and we've never seen this before. And I do think you sprinkle all that and you kind of put it in a pot with the third line and the fourth line doing their thing, and there's just room for more offense to be produced. We haven't seen the best version of the Vancouver Canucks, and that's why, again, I think there is a chance that we can win the Stanley Cup. We haven't seen anything yet. And maybe I'm also saying yeah. this, too, because I'm, 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 I don't know if I'm scared, but um, I want to lean on the luck part a lot this season, not to say that the Canucks can't do this again next season and the season after, but really because I am cognitive of the, cognitive of the fact that there's a lot of UFAs on this team. Like, there's a lot of guys exceeding expectations, like Lafferty, etc., blah, 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 Zadorov, Ian Cole, Teddy Bluger. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're doing it. They're ripping it up. And they may, they may not be back next season for your Canucks. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a fair point, right? And that's why, you know, this season matters so, so much for your Vancouver Canucks. Um, and Kyle, maybe I'll, I'll say one or two things to make you feel better. I'm kind of going through the past... PDO champs from other NHL seasons. And, you know, often the PDO champ is a team who, uh, you know, Colorado was the PDO champ in that year that where they lost to Vegas in round two. But obviously there was something there with that team. Uh, Tampa, when they won in the bubble playoffs, they had the second highest PDO in the league. So sometimes it's not just luck. Sometimes there is something there. Sometimes you just have elite talent and good goaltending, right? Boom. Uh, So as much as people want to cry cry about PDO and all this stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it's just elite talent and a good team. Shove it up the rear end, dude. And twist it. Oh. Just twist it. That's messed up, man. Yo, suck my PDO, okay? Go Canucks, go. I don't give a F, yo. West Coast bias, bro. I was at YBR Sounds last night at the Hollywood Theater. Great networking event for, you know, the people doing things in the city, you know, trying to put the city on, give it a good name, blah, blah, blah. And I'm there on my phone for three hours watching the Canucks play the Florida Panthers. I'm there to the clock tick zero in a 4 nothing game. You know what I'm saying? I should be shaking hands, blah, blah, blah. I'm at the bar watching the game on my phone with the bartenders. The Canucks are hot right now. It's just the truth. They're the ish. The Vancouver Canucks are back. It matters to be a Canucks fan. And it matters even more because I don't think it's delusional to just look at this and be like, yo, I've been watching sports for a long time. If things go your way, things can happen, and it's easier for things to go your way when you have good players on your team. Yo, the Vancouver Canucks have a lot of good players. A lot of good players. The number's like at seven, six, whatever the number is. Like a lot of good players. That's sick. Yeah, that that they do, man. That they do. And uh, let's see how they get these good players do on the weekend, okay? They're running a four-game win streak. going to go face the Minnesota Wild. I did see a comment about how how could the Wild have better cup odds than the Canucks? Weren't they like 30th recently? Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Uh, for Mr. Commented, it was uh, Tung Junite. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, again, Money Puck's model is more analytically based. Um, there's a whole rationale you can read up on it uh, if, if you're interested. But I think, it, again, it goes to the, uh, the fact that the Wild, they might generate a lot. They're a pretty stingy defensive team, but they don't have the talent to win. That's why a team like Calgary, um, analytically, they've looked actually pretty good this year and last year. But overall, the team lacks talent. And that's a big reason why uh, they haven't succeeded uh, over the past couple of seasons. But the Canucks, again, they're, they're going to keep succeeding, man. So on the other side, we'll wrap up the show, previewing uh, the Canucks two games this weekend against the Minnesota Wild and the Chicago Blackhawks. Before I do that, I got to shout out FanDuel, okay? As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. 
Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. I said it with Clay yesterday, the Seattle Seahawks, the Philadelphia Eagles, Monday night football. I'm definitely taking the Seahawks to at least cover the spread. Hell, I might even throw a couple bucks on them to uh, win straight up. Kyle, who are the Packers playing this week? The Packers are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield. I almost said Bucker Mayfield. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, maybe he should change his name after. You know, he just he, he suits being a Tampa Bay Buccaneer right now. It makes a lot of sense for him. Hey, if you want to bet on some Baker Mayfield props, you could do so on FanDuel, okay? Because on FanDuel, there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs, unders, and more. So whether you want to be on bet on the <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, the Green Bay Packers, or Bucker Mayfield, make sure you do so on FanDuel. <laughs> Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Alrighty, we back on Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is my second best friend in the world. Actually, my 18th best friend in the world, Trevor Beggs. Okay, we're enemies tonight. He's pairing up with my girl to take me on in a beer punk tournament. And I think you're going to lose, man, because I got big love on my team. That's just the truth. Uh, this being said, I got I to gotta say this to the people. Like, Beggsy is by far and away one of the best beer punk players I've ever played with. When did you start getting good at this, man? Honestly, it's, it's it's when I party with you and your friends. Like uh, there, there was that one New Year's when we like kind of just started becoming friends. I came over to your New Year's party, knew nobody, but I stepped up to the beer pong table with my 12 pack, won five games in a row, finished my 12 pack before midnight. And I don't remember the rest of the night, but I know I won five games of beer pong in a row. So I've Damn. had my moments. I've had my bad moments, too. I played this one guy a couple of years back. Maybe I'm getting old, losing my skills. I shouldn't say this because we're facing off each other tonight. But he was the best beer pong player I've ever seen. Like, literally hit 80% of his shots. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter if it was, like, one cup left. Hitting 80% of his shots. I think he beat me, like, nine games in a row. It's just me and him going back and forth. It was it was embarrassing, man. It so happens, man. I, I have my, my good and bad moments. Some people are really good at it, man. It's really, it's really interesting, man. And it kind of makes me jealous because it shows me that they're actually just enjoying their life every weekend. And... Playing beer pong. It's such a fun game, man. One love. Okay, one love to the people. Enjoy your weekend. And I'm not sure if Leo is hoping that, you know, we're going to enjoy our weekend because he's mad at us, man. He's, he's saying that this whole Luongo take of us not uh, wanting him to have his number retired is an L take. And he's saying that, I guess, that all-time wins or having all-time wins and the shutouts and the goals against average and the save percentage, blah, 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 doesn't have you... Good enough to have your number retired because you didn't win a cup. It is what it is, okay? It's ironic, right? The Bertuzzi quote, it is what it is. Luongo was one win away from having his number one retired. So what? Let's go get a cup and just change the standards and start rewarding again when that is accomplished, okay? Yeah, I, to me, I don't know if it's all about the cup, but the cup certainly plays into it, especially when you're a team that's retired six numbers and you've never won a cup, right? Um and what's going to happen? Like, you know, maybe if Demko, if Demko beats all of Luongo's numbers and then doesn't win a cup, are we now all of a sudden be like, oh, no, now we got to retire Demko's number. If you theoretically already retired Luongo's number. So mm-hmm. then what are you going to have multiple goalies hanging in the rafters when the team hasn't won a cup? 
Like to me, it's just a slippery slope to be like, oh, well, he had all these great stats. You got to put his name in the rafters. Yeah, I, I, I disagree personally. Look, it's a good debate. That's why we, we bring it up on the show and, and we give our takes. That's what that's a sport, sports podcasts are all about. Yeah. yeah uh, and yeah. obviously, Durant's had a column being like, oh, they, it's embarrassing that the Canucks didn't retire Luongo's number. Yeah, well, I think there's two sides to it. They're all friends with Luongo too, man. They're, they're all homies with Luongo too, man. They got his <laughs> yeah. back. No, it's and there's an argument to be made, but there's a couple, I think there's a couple faults in the argument because sometimes like people start talking about, oh, Luongo should get his number retired, and they're like, he was around for eight years and blah, blah, blah. Look, how can you say the number eight when it was like the last two years were, you know, what it was? Like those two shouldn't really count when you're trying to prop him up to get his number retired. And then the other thing you have to look at is, yeah, we made the Stanley Cup Finals with him, but he was he was a big reason why we got the Game 7. Don't get me wrong, but he was the biggest reason why we weren't in games as well. He broke down. And if you look at past playoff performances too with Luongo when we lost games to Chicago, Luongo was at fault for that. You know, he was one of the – he just was bad. He was bad, and this, the team with Luongo only got past the second round once. Dude, yeah. this is Vancouver, the West Coast, right? It's Canada. We care about hockey. The, the standard just has to raise, yo. And I think it's a lot easier for us to get closer to that reality and understand it because we have Rutherford and Alvin at the top. And I was thinking about this, right? Because who knows? Maybe Rutherford had nothing to do with the Luongo not getting his number retired, blah, 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 right? But when was the last time or did, have we ever had a president of hockey operations at the top of the organization with that much pedigree, with that many rings on his hand. Has that ever been the case for the Canucks? This is new territory, and that's why I think this feels different too. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. And, uh, you know, again, congrats to Luongo. He was uh, worthy of being honored last night. Again, best goal in franchise history, no debate about that. Uh, but I think there's a pretty clear debate on whether or not he should have had a jersey retirement. But guess what? He's in the ring of honor now. It's mm-hmm. a moot point. Kyle and I were right, stuck on that. Let's preview the weekend games before we get out of here, okay? The Canucks playing uh, the Minnesota Wild and the Chicago Blackhawks this weekend. Again, the Wild are now 6-2 and two since hiring John Hines with one of those two losses coming against the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Kyle and Oman, uh, the Canucks play 11 a.m. against the Wild on Saturday, 12 o'clock against the Blackhawks on Sunday. I don't know if I like a new Canucks team, but I, I don't know if I love these Canucks playing a Saturday game at 11 a.m. Uh, in man? Minnesota against a team who's playing pretty well right now. Dude, we have one of the best goal scorers in hockey right now going back home. He loves hockey again. He's going to put on a show, man. This game means a lot to Brock. It really does. And I think he's going to put on a show and he's going to produce a lot of offense. And he's another player that I think has elevated his game, but I think there's another level to his game. I believe that, man. I really do. And I think we're going to see a glimpse of that tomorrow. And I think the Canucks overall are going to go 2-0 this weekend. They're going to beat Chicago as well. Demko's going to continue this momentum. It's going to happen. The Canucks are going to put a good string of games together here. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Don't doubt the Canucks, man. They're going to lose to the Wild and the Blackhawks. We're just talking about the oh, I'm not down. saying they're going to lose to the Wild and the Blackhawks. It's going to be tough. Between the two games, uh, I'm more concerned about the Wild game on, on uh, okay, tomorrow okay. morning here. Um, but I think, you know, glass half full. Again, the team's rolling right now. They're playing well. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to predict a win against the Minnesota Wild. I definitely think they're going to beat the Blackhawks, who the Blackhawks team has not played great recently. They lost 7-1 to the Kraken, 4-1 to the Oilers. They haven't scored more than, you know, looking at just the last few games, it's it's rare that they score like three goals in the game, uh, which is kind of the standard in today's NHL. Uh, I am excited to see Bedard, though. And the one last thing worth noting is that both Demko and DeSmith are riding shutout streaks right now. 
I think they'll both get starts this weekend. Both of them have had a shutout in their last start. So curious to see if uh, either of those guys can keep it up. But guess what? I was on a I was on fire with my pregame predictions, my pregame prophecies this week. I said Bess was going to score against Tampa. Bum. Boom. I said Demko's going to get a shutout uh, on Luongo returning. Boom. Okay. Not bad. Dude. Not bad. So Dude, I, I don't want to put any bad voodoo on the atmosphere. Uh, go Canucks go. And uh, let's see if one of uh, Demko to Smith can keep their shutout streaks going this weekend. Good. Come on, man. This is the best 30-minute Canucks podcast in the world, mainly because, you know, even though we're sometimes really wrong, sometimes we're really right. Begsy and Bowen, baby. It is what it is. Okay, let's get to the comments before we get out of here. A lot of good ones. Look at this guy. Aaron Gray, the smartest guy in Surrey, the mayor of Surrey. I doubt another Canuck will wear number one despite his number not being retired, so who cares? Blah, blah, blah. I kind of like that take, you know? We saw yeah, Casey DeSmith kind of do it, too. Agree. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It is what it is, okay? Uh, let's go back to Leo. Is Garland about to cook up in the next few games? Maybe. I think he's been cooking up for the last couple of weeks, man. Yeah. It is what it is. It, it, but I guess what he's saying, like, is he going to produce some goals? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. He's playing. I think Garland's due. Dude, he played unbelievable yesterday, and that line, five on five, her shift has been the most consist- consistent line for the Canucks over the last six weeks. Yeah. It's just 100%. the truth. That combination. Even, even Gar- yeah. And even Garland setting up guys kind of on the fly, right? Like sets up Kuzmenko during a line change last night. I mean, you know, Garland has been quietly so, so good for this team. Um, again, zero point trading him because I don't think you're ever going to get the value for him. Keep him on your third line. He deserves to be in the top six, but the fact you can have him on your third line is money for these Canucks. Okay. One more take, one more comment. The ding, bat, dingers? Okay. Don't retire the number. Blah, blah, blah. I'm happy you didn't. I'm paraphrasing. We want standards, not winners, not losers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, last note on Luongo. He did say free the skate. That was the last thing he said in his speech. He said free the skate. I'm telling you, these con- these colors that you're seeing with the Vancouver Canucks right now, blue and green on the program, next year, we're going back to red and black. It's just the truth. And yellow and orange and whatever it is. And there's going to be spaghetti at vending machines or not vending machines, but... At vendor, vendors at Rogers <laughs> Arena next year, okay? Anyways, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, Locked on Canucks. I'm going to be Trevor tonight in Beer Pong. One love. Enjoy the weekend. Sign us out. Uh, love each and every one of you for tuning into Locked on Canucks, whether you're an everyday or an occasional listener, a first-time listener, a new subscriber, or if you joined us here for the live show on YouTube. If you didn't, don't worry. You can catch this podcast whenever you like on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, next week, I guess we're going into Christmas, okay? Let's have some Christmas-themed episodes, some jolly feel-good episodes next week for these jolly feel-good Canucks. Uh, but I'm going to save that for next week because Kyle tonight, your ass is mine. But for Whoa. the rest of you, have a wonderful weekend. I'm Trevor Beggs, that guy's Kyle Bound, and you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. Canucks.